Welcome to the Unschooled Podcast. I'm Holly Sequoia. I'm here to share my insights and tips, both as a mum of two boys who have never been to school and as a life coach working with unschooling parents who want to create more joy, connection and trust with their children. Today I'm joined by Crystal, who is an unschooling mum, and she also has a very unique perspective to share because she was actually unschooled herself back when unschooling wasn't even a thing. So she's going to share with you how her upbringing affected her, how it impacted her life, and she's also going to give you some tips to help you on your unschooling journey. So enjoy. First of all, Crystal, if you can just share a little bit about you, your family, and how unschooling came about, how that came into your life. Okay. Um, I am 39. I have three kids. They are, um, their birthdays are coming up pretty soon. So they're going to be 20, 19, and 15. Amazing. And um, unschooling came about in my life um, when I was a kid. Um, I, my mom, uh, didn't necessarily know that, you know, unschooling was a thing. It was just, um, kind of her, just her, her own thing, how she, how she did it. So we just called it, you know, it was just homeschooling for us because we didn't know. I didn't even know that it was a a style until actually just a few years ago, it was just, you know, just the way, yeah, just the way we naturally did. And then I, I was uh, listening to a book on tape and I heard about, you know, it, it was mentioned. So I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds a lot like how I grew up and how I'm raising my kids. And I, you know, pulled it up and read about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's literally a name, <laughs> a name for this. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And so what was that experience like for you being unschooled, homeschooled, unschooled? Uh, it was really, it was really great. Um, I did do a little bit of public school, which was a horrible, horrible experience. So my mom quickly pulled me out and um, just, we just went with that. And it was so, I have, um, I have a lot, I have a, an anxiety disorder. And so being able to homeschool and have more of those freedoms and be able to take better care of me and my mental health was, you know, really great. Um, I love the fact that I could learn about whatever I loved, whatever I found interesting. And, you know, I would, you know, go down that rabbit hole and, you know, I could spend hours to months just learning all about whatever particular subject I found interesting. And, you know, learning that way, I learned so much more. And, you know, I retained a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people, you know, friends I talk to, they don't remember much of anything they learned in school, you know, beyond like the basics, you know, <laughs> reading math, all that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure I learned about things that I found in- interesting at the time that I probably don't remember, but there's so much that I do remember and so many good experiences, 
you know, we, we could, you know, pack up and go on a trip just for fun whenever we wanted. Mm -hmm. So it was so, you know, it was such a free, joyful way to grow up. Yeah, that sounds so lovely. And you mentioned, so you were able to go down the rabbit hole into certain topics for a a long period of time or however long you wanted. So did you find that you kind of were able, did you, were you interested in a wide range of things when you were growing up or did it tend to be kind of on one particular field of interest? Um, kind of, kind of variety. Um, but my biggest things that I had interest in was like art, uh, sciences and history mm-hmm. those were my those were my really uh, most passionate things that I enjoyed learning mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and how do you feel that that experience of having that freedom over your education kind of impacted you beyond childhood and into adulthood and the rest of your life uh it really it really helped a lot in the fact that you know in school you're taught what to learn but then with unschooling the way I grew up I learned how to learn, mm-hmm. Be, you know, I obviously, you know, I'm almost 40. So back then, you know, when I was real little, I didn't have internet. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. so it was obviously different in the fact of I had to go to the library and, you know, um, learn in different ways. And then we did get the internet when I was 11, 12, but, you know, I learned how to research Mm. and that has really been the one of the biggest most valuable things that I've carried through Mm -hmm. Uh, just learning um you know different avenues of research and how to verify Mm. um make you know verify sources and the validity of things and also thinking maybe thinking things through a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I, you know, will have so many questions about something. It's not just um, a quick little, okay, I'll just get the basics. I want to, you know, when I decide I want to learn something now, I just, I do, I do the deep dive and I learn all about it. And I have continued with that. And so even now uh, I still, I love learning new things. And so, you know, I'll go through, you know, just different hobbies or just things that I find interesting. Um, I'm working on, um, I'm starting, getting ready to start learning a new language and it's really fostered that joy of learning. And, you know, I've never, I never really lost that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I think that's one of the, one of the, yeah, biggest benefits for children that are being unschooled is that they they have that love of learning and they know how to mm-hmm. take charge of that as well and how to to kind of move their for move their interests forward you know um right. is there anything you wish because obviously there's loads of benefits uh and you loved it is there anything that you wish would have been done differently in your childhood with regards to unschooling uh not really um I did have an, a good group of friends who they homeschooled, but they did more traditional homeschooling. And I did wish, uh, which obviously I had no control of this, but I did wish that my friends had a more similar experience to me just because it was, you know, my experiences were different. And so 
they couldn't necessarily always just pick up and go do things. Uh, but overall, I I have no complaints. Mm-hmm. I and, really really enjoyed it. And were you were you you were unschooled with so you had you know control over your education? Um, did your parents also kind of extend that a bit towards the rest of your life as well? You know more towards that in the unschooling world. There's radical unschooling, which is yeah, we're ra- we're, we're radical unschoolers. Radical unschoolers. So yeah, so it definitely was a whole life uh, oh. philosophy. I love that. Yeah, I I do. Like I would say I'm like 98% like radical unschooling. There's like 2% where I'm like, oh, I need to place the limit or something, you know, and I have to pull myself back a little bit. Um, So yeah. So you have a really unique perspective, I think, being unschooled yourself and also being an unschooling parent. Mm -hmm. So what advice could you give to let's say new unschoolers who are just starting out on the journey and maybe feeling a little bit unsure and not really um certain about how it's going to work and I think one of the things unschooling um parents who are new to it worry about is that it's not going to be the good thing for their children right that's what they're worried about so Mm -hmm. what advice could you give them what tips do you have I think one of the most important things is really obviously de-schooling is super important, but just learning how to shift your perspective, change the way you think, you know, so many people think that learning looks a certain way, Mm -hmm. but if you step back and just watch your kids, everything, you know, everything they do is learning. You watch them and just talk to them about what it is they're doing, what it is they did. Um, You'll find out that, there is so much learning, even with things that people do consider mindless. Mm-hmm. You know, my my son loves, um, he's big on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He has tons of YouTubers that he loves to watch. Mm-hmm. And one of one of the girls he watches, she just, she does animation. Mm-hmm. And she talked about when she was younger, she went on, she did a, a self-experiment of trying out, you know, different apples. And so that got him really curious about that. So he learned about it. And there's, I don't remember, it's something crazy. Like there's like 2,500 different types of apples, mm. which wow, I didn't something know I didn't know. That was interesting. And so <laughs> then he decided to do his own thing. So we went to the grocery store and got different, you know, we went around to different grocery stores and got as many different types of apples as we could. And he tried, you know, he ate them all and, you know, noted down what he liked, what he didn't like, the difference in flavors. And, you know, all of that came from watching a YouTube video about animation that she just, you know, mentioned that fairly briefly. But it turned into, you know, an an experiment of sorts where, Mm -hmm. you know, it might not, you know, sound super educational, but you know, he learned a lot about, you know, apples and how there's different varieties and, you know, learned to take time to see the nuances and the different flavors. And, you know, so just stepping back and mm-hmm. looking at, you know, what are they talking about? Because it could be, you know, a video game mm-hmm. that they're playing and they learn um, just different facts. I know 
I don't remember the name. I don't remember the name, but there's a, maybe it's Assassin's Creed. I don't remember, but um, one of those types of games, the creators actually mapped out a city. And so if you go through the game, you can see all these different things in the city and, you know, so you can see the architecture and their landmarks and, you know, there's just so much, or even just chatting, you know, playing, playing a computer game, chatting with friends, you know, they're typing, they're reading, especially like for younger kids, you know, that really helps to improve typing skills, reading skills, social skills, communication, you know, there's so many different things that can be learned in a single activity. Mm-hmm. It's just, you just have to think of it not as sitting down and, you know, reading a textbook yeah. that life is just, you're just learning constantly. Yeah. So it's just that shift in perspective of what learning actually is. Yeah, totally. And just like looking through that lens of learning and just knowing that whatever they're doing, they're getting something from it. They're learning something from it. And my my six-year-old plays video games as well. And uh, aside from all the kind of traditionally educationally type things they learn from it, I feel like the skills they get from it of, of you know, um, persistence and like improving, gradually, failing failing all the time in video games and dealing with that frustration as well like how to handle Definitely. it and how to take breaks when it's too too um too much for them you know when they need to take a step back let their brain have a little rest and go back to it with a fresh perspective and mm-hmm. yeah I just I find it fascinating how many skills they really learn from doing those things and I I think it's no wonder that they gravitate to to video games because they do learn so much and there's so much variety as well um so yeah no I totally agree so aside from the lens of learning what would you say was some is kind of the overall role of the parent like for you I guess it's different now than when your kids were little but you know how active or inactive would you say you were in their learning experiences or let's say when they were younger because I'm assuming it's a little bit less now as they've as they've grown up yeah it is different um so my youngest my youngest is the only one that fully unschooled Uh, my older two we shared custody with and so with court stuff they they actually did um go to school but we still so my youngest has unschooled and then we still, you know, had that, um, you know, the unschooling at home and yeah. So they still had all of that autonomy and everything mm-hmm. at home. Um, so even when they, all of them were little, you know, the biggest thing was providing materials and, and, you know, having, having that atmosphere of, um, encouraging learning mm-hmm. and, you know, providing, materials and things for their for their interests you know um all of the kids were always into art they still they still are so you know we always had art supplies you know um they were little and even when they were really little toddlers you know I really did a lot of strewing Mm -hmm. and you know that kind of allowed them to go through and you know pick up pick up things and because they were obviously so much younger and didn't have, you know, all the experience, you know, now that my youngest, you know, is about to be 15, you know, he can say, Oh, Hey mom, I want to go. This is interesting. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. When they were little, they didn't have that experience. So we would just, you know, talk about different things as we, um, 
we, we read a lot. Mm. And so as we would read books, maybe about animals, we would, you know, talk about ways that we could see animals, whether it was going to a zoo or um, we had some local farms that had tours and things. And so we would talk about, well, hey, you know, would you, would you ever, would you want to see an elephant or a giraffe? And then we would plan that out to go do that. And, you know, in doing those things, they would see more things that they would be interested in. And sometimes it, I would just take them a lot on to do things that I was interested in. You know, I, I love, you know, I, I still, I do love science and history and everything. And so I would say, Hey, you know, let's, let's go check out the museum Mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of providing interesting experiences. My oldest daughter was obsessed with dinosaurs. That was, that was her thing. And so we found a a museum that had dinosaurs. And so it was really spending a lot, just building off those Mm -hmm. interests. And a lot of, a lot of those interests did start with books Mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I started reading to my kids. I, I read to my, when I was pregnant, you know, I would read Mm -hmm. just because I, I love reading and it's so important. And that really opened up a lot of opportunities for them to see you know, and some, obviously some things that they were interested in weren't things that we could go see. You know, when my youngest was little, he fell in love with Paris and, and unfortunately we couldn't afford to go to Paris, <laughs> but, you know, we were able to look up videos about it and read about it. And then just, just talking, you know, we talk all the time and, you know, just talking about, you know, what, what did you even just like, what did you do today? You know, what, what were you, I saw you playing with your dolls. What were your, you, what were your dolls doing? And sometimes that would open up mm-hmm. something that we could take out into the real world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so just those little bits and then just providing opportunities as well as um, opportunities with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we have friends who are blacksmiths mm-hmm. and so that opened up an opportunity for our kids to learn about that and I have a friend who's a costumer and you know so just exposing them to different people and you know they would just come over for game night or whatever and just them talking with the kids mm-hmm. you know they've they got so much different exposure to different types of people, different types of jobs, different types of hobbies, all of those things where, you know, in school, that is so much more limited. And I mean, obviously outside of school, people still have lives and they still have friends and they still do that. And so you can still, you know, do that, but it was more of a conscious choice to, you know, maybe I would ask my friends to say, oh, you know, like my youngest is a cosplayer now and is super into sewing. So, you know, I asked my friend who does the costuming, you know, she'd be up to talking to him about it. So they sat down and she went over, you know, all kinds of stuff and they did some stuff together. Yeah. You know, so it's more of just 
trying to, you know, really facilitating those interests. And, and, you know, a lot of times things that I'm interested in that I would talk about or, or uh, introduce to them, they weren't interested in at all. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it was a bummer for me because I want to share my love of this with them, but it's not their thing. And that's, you know, that's fine. And I think that's really important to, you know, my kids, my oldest was a dancer and she did dance for a long time, but you know, I, we never imposed sports or, you know, anything. And I know a lot of that's, that's a big thing. You know, a lot of people who, especially who are interested in that, mm-hmm. you know, really want to introduce and push their kids to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, let's join you up to a class and now you're locked in for a term and you need to stay going. <laughs> like, I just wanted right. to do two too and just do some dancing around, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's my youngest because my oldest was, you know, she did dance for many, many years. She did competitive dance. And so uh, the other kids wanted to try, they wanted to try dance too, because their sister was doing it. Yeah. And neither of them really, you know, our, our middle daughter, she did, you know, one um, season basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she did it, learned a few moves and then did the recital and the whole thing. And then our youngest did it and enjoyed it, but decided overall, it was just too stressful mm-hmm. because he is such a perfectionist mm-hmm. and it was just too much. And, you know, and so he, he, but that was, you know, a good lesson. He learned that, you know, he tried and he gave it a good, like a good long try and decided, you know what, I like this, but it's just a little too much. And I think that's a really important thing when they're little, you know, too, is going over frustrations and how to deal with it. Great self-awareness as well to be like, you know, I do get something from this, but you know, maybe the negatives outweigh the positives. So I'm going to just leave that there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, you don't have to answer this, but do you find that there's uh, differences that with your children that went to school and your youngest that didn't go to school? Or do you find that because you un- have an unschooling philosophy in your family, that's mitigated some of the effects that school might have on their learning? Um. It's definitely, there are definitely big differences, okay. mm-hmm. but I know that having the unschooling um, atmosphere has helped a lot yeah. too. Um, my oldest, my oldest loved public school. Mm-hmm. She did really well. She, she thrived, mm-hmm. but you know, she did she did have struggles. Yeah. And that was, you know, something that was nice because she could come home and just, you know, relax and decompress and didn't, you know, she, and then she would take the time to then learn about the things that she cared about or, you know, because that's, you know, the thing in school is say, you know, you learn something that you find really interesting, but it's just like a little surface learn or it was, you know, maybe a couple days into it and then moved on. And so then she would come home and then really, you know, dive in and we would, mm-hmm. you know, immerse ourselves into that. Yeah. So she still definitely did get the benefits. Um, and then our middle daughter 
school really had a lot of negative effects as far as it crushed her love of learning. Um, but she did still gravitate towards, she gravitated a lot more towards arts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we really still just tried to facilitate that with, you know, um, making sure she had the supplies that she wanted. And, you know, we looked into different, you know, do you want to take a class to do this? Do you want to just get a book to learn how to do it? Watch YouTube or just, or just say, no, I'm just going to figure this all out by myself. And so I do think that it, it does help because I did, you know, really notice where she struggled the most, she struggled the most with, with school being, you know, she just learned what was presented to her. And so we really had to foster Mm -hmm. with her that, you know, you can, it's, if you, you know, you, you have this interest, Hey, let's, it's okay to, you know, want to learn more about it. You don't have to, you know, so her, we had to, I don't want to say push. We had to encourage her more just because she really, she had such negative feelings about learning Yeah, that we really had to encourage and foster, Hey, you know what it's, and, and really go through the different ways of learning. Yeah. You know, that learning doesn't have to be, you know, boring sitting, you know, where you're sitting and someone's just talking at you. And so, (laughs) yeah. And so I think that that definitely, you know, since we had the experience, since I had the experience of, of knowing how to look at different ways of learning. And I think that's, that's really an important, an important thing too. Mm-hmm. is knowing all the different ways of learning you know we have in this day and age there's so many ways we can learn you know there's you know we have internet we have books um we we recently moved and my son and I just went down to the library to get a new library cards and the library here is amazing you know when I was a kid I practically lived at the library but when I was a kid we had books and the card catalog and then eventually, back then, they switched to where they had the computer. You could search for yourself a computer. But the library here is amazing. Besides, obviously, books, you can borrow, you know, movies. You can borrow video games. But they also have things, you know, they'll have uh, classes. Um, they have a lot of classes. And they also have things like, um, it's kind of like a workshop where you can go and utilize like a 3D printer and things like that. And, and, you know, and it's wonderful because it's at the library. And so it's, it's free to use. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're on a very, very tight budget because I'm disabled now. Um, and so we're on a tight budget and we are limited in what we can do. But, you know, even with that, we still have all of these, all of these opportunities and, you know, obviously not every library is going to have that but you know there are so many different resources that you can utilize um if because I know some people still can learn well in a more traditional environment um I found there's lots of colleges even Ivy League colleges Mm -hmm. have classes you can take for free nice which I think is 
you know, it's amazing that we have all of these options, but so looking at, you know, how can we learn? Do you learn, learning how your child learns is super important, you know, because whether it's visual learners or, you know, because I, you know, I'm a visual learner. So I, I love YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because I can go and I can watch a tutorial on how to do something. Um, I also learn a lot in reading. So I have a billion how-to books on mm. everything <laughs> under the sun. Yeah. Um, so I think learning, you know, it's really important to see all the different ways of learning and to really utilize your community too. Because there are a lot of community centers mm. that um, that have different events and things where you can even just go and learn and volunteer opportunities. That's a great way. Um, you know, my kids have done different, all kinds of different opportunities like that. Um, you can volunteer, you know, with animals or with older people or with kids. And that's super helpful way of learning. And it's a different way of, you know, the socialization because everybody, you know, you know how everything's out about the socialization, yeah. um, but it's a good way to you know get out there and meet people, have new experiences, yeah. and you know that may introduce it. That's very well that other people will introduce new yeah. concepts yeah. to your kids too, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, because sometimes they can take control of their own learning, but they don't know what they don't know. So they don't even know that there's like an animal place that they can visit. So sometimes you have Mm -hmm. to introduce them to that and see if they are interested or not, you know, and give them those options. And I think what you've highlighted in this discussion is how involved you have been uh, in your children's learning because it's not just a case of leaving them to it and being like okay fend for yourself and like you know they have the control but you also have to be so involved in observing what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know uh, being interested being engaged with them joining in with them if they want that and also like helping them move it forward if they want to into different areas or different different places they could go and all of that kind of stuff so I think that's one thing you've really highlighted yeah Yeah, which is super important because I know a lot of people look at unschooling as unparenting yeah and (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that also, you know, unschooling, we're so much more involved, even than just traditional homeschooling, because, you know, with a lot of traditional, you have your curriculum, you give your kids your curriculum and you do your thing and, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, we have to take, it's a lot more time. And, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, trying to figure out, okay, you're interested in this. How can I foster that? What can Mm -hmm. I do to, you know, what can can I find an experience? Mm -hmm. Do I, do I know somebody who knows about this and, you know, figuring that out. And then, you know, if it's something that we can go see in person, is it something, you know, that, we can reasonably get to does it have a cost you know there's there's a lot it's a lot more involved than just you know just working a curriculum and it and it is uh it's a constant you know there's no 
you, you know, you, you see even with regular homeschoolers, it's like, oh, first day of school. And then, oh, you know, well, we do school until noon and then that's it. But it's, you know, for us, it is whole life learning. It's it truly and it never, you know, never ends. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll end up, um, me and my son like to in the evenings, we'll watch TikTok together. We save TikToks and, and we'll sit down and go over them. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, doing our TikTok time one night and I don't even remember what the TikTok was, but it sparked this like two hour long <laughs> conversation about the Holocaust okay. and, mm-hmm. you know, what, and, you know, so it's just, and you know, a lot of times I, I will be utterly exhausted. You know, I have a sleep disorder, so I have a lot of issues around sleep, but mm-hmm. I still, you know, it's still so important to encourage that. Mm-hmm you know, even though it was like one o'clock in the morning, it's like, okay, but you're really interested and passionate about this right now. And, and you never know, sometimes, you know, things like that will happen a lot. Something will spark some curiosity. And sometimes we'll talk about it for a while. And that's good enough. And they're satisfied. Mm -hmm. But then other times that can lead to a much, much longer interest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it can, you know, those you know, just little things, you know, something as simple as a little TikTok, you know, can spark a huge interest and can spark a passion. Could even spark like a a life path, even something. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so taking the time to really, to just really talk about everything and not just, oh, that's interesting. And then moving on, you know, it it is. Yes. There's so much communication and, and recognizing if, you know, when it's, when it is a spark versus just, oh, this is interesting fact that I'm only interested in this fact and I'm telling you it and then moving on with the day versus them saying something that it's, you know, I can tell, oh, Mm, you're, this is, this is something you are actually curious about. Mm -hmm. Let's talk more about it. Yeah, amazing. And I think it sounds like with your experience of being unschooled, you have that knowing how to learn thing that you had that like right from the get go. And a lot of us didn't have that. So we have to cultivate that in ourselves to be able to help our children with that as well, you know, so you have that kind of the benefit of that, which is, which is really awesome. My Zoom is going to cut out. Okay. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else you want to say to anybody kind of listening or watching? Um, Definitely think just trusting, trusting the process. Yeah. You know, it, it does, you know, it can easily look like they're doing nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. but they're learning and trust, trust your kids. They know what they're interested in. And they will learn so much by just following their passions. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for your time. You're welcome. Okay, guys, that was episode two of the Unschooled podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, I would love to ask you for a favor. Please, could you do me a review? I would so appreciate it and also if you do know anybody who would be interested in listening then please could you share it with them thank you so much 
In the next episode, I will be talking about the six phases of unschooling, and that's going to help you recognize where you're at right now and give you a little bit of an idea what to expect. So I will catch you next time. And remember, to live is to learn.